Uppercut Podcast, we are back. Full team tonight, boys. We're back after a big week of UFC. Benil Dariush taking a huge loss to Armin Sarukian. Max, I wanted to ask you before we dive into this fight and review it and talk about it, who are you going to pick for this fight? Um. Okay, so a little behind the curtains here. We tried to record this episode, or uh, the episode, and make the picks, and it went horribly wrong because one of our Wi-Fis kept cutting out. And we basically, Mikey just went, this is a disaster. Let's record this tomorrow. And um, then I got stuck. So I wasn't able to record. But I I was going to say um, that I am I was going to pick Armin Sarukian. And my thought yeah, process. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you were there, bitch. You were there. I'll, well, <laughs> um, he was right at you. I said it yeah, 45 on, fucking times. I kept stuttering over myself because the damn internet kept cutting out. Anyways. <laughs> Um, Armin, I thought my kind of my reasoning was that Armin's never been knocked out. He clearly has a chin, and Benil, and he knocks people out. And all Benil can really do against people is knock them out. And I thought that the chin of Armin was kind of the great equalizer here. It kind of gets rid of what Benil was best at. And I thought that this was going to be obviously a longer fight, and that. But I do, I did think Armin was going to kind of like break him down and get the win. I did not see it going like this though, and uh, that was pretty crazy also fuck armin though i'm not a fan of this bobby green bullshit he's being a dickhead uh bobby green's the man <laughs> uh yeah i i don't know i gotta i gotta read more about exactly what happened i i'm trying to do my best as i get older in life boys to not uh knee-jerk react to shit because i've done that so many times and then i bite my tongue and i'm like yeah. fuck i shouldn't have said anything so i gotta see more of what's going on i mean they with- so they, so they had the video that showed Armin's crew like run it. Remember, there's an altercation between Armin and Bobby. And yes, I'm, there's that. He's, I don't know if you saw the video of Ar- like Bobby sitting with his back to like a wall, and Armin and his crew come up and surround him, um, and just kind of start parading and start the altercation. That I didn't give a fuck about. It was more of his comments after where he was like, um, "I wish the referee." I loved watching Bobby's head like slam off the mat or whatever after, through that egregious finish, and then today on Ariel Show. He was saying that um, he like wished the ref left it for like five minutes longer or whatever. So he's just yeah, but they're fighters, dude. This is in their blood. They love yeah, this that's shit. True. That's true. I, I don't. I like Bobby. Yeah, Green. I don't know. I like Bobby Green. I like Bobby King Green too. I know Jeff does too. Jeff, what'd you think about your boy Benny? Yeah, that's the. It, it might be over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like not gonna yeah. hold you. I mean, after this one, after Oliveira, I. Don't see how you bounce back from them to knockouts at that age. I mean, he's what, 34, 35? Looks yeah, like he's rough. 40. Yeah, looks like he's fucking a good looking 70 year old. I mean, he's cooked. <laughs> and uh, we, we've talked about multiple times too. He is so fucking unmarketable. It's almost unbelievable. Yeah. It's that's like not, not just. Yeah, not just a decline of actual fighting career, which is definitely happening in front of our eyes, but he's so unmarketable. He's likable, but in almost like a bad sense for fighting. And Armin Sarukian is trending way up. I've been saying it for a while now. Been saying, you can check me on the fucking clips if you want, boys. I said it last year on the pod. He's going to be the one to dethrone Islam, and it's coming, baby. The knee to the fucking shot right on the button. I don't know, Max. I kind of like his attitude, too. And and another thing, too, I wanted to comment on a lot of his like post-fight shit. He doesn't speak the best English yet, either. So I That's, wonder if yeah. some some shit's getting lost in translation still. Because like, he still has a very thick accent. But 
He's on his way up. I do believe he'll become champ within two years. Official rankings came out. He is at number four. Dustin Poirier is at three. Justin Gaethje, two. Oliveira, one. Then, obviously, Islam. Uh, Armin said he thought that Gaethje should still be two, but he should be ranked above Poirier. The Diamond's one of my favorite fighters of all time, and I don't necessarily know if I disagree with Armin, to be honest. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Armin should. I mean, he, has, he hasn't even fucking beaten anyone. This is his really best win, probably. Other, yeah, by yeah, far. Yeah, but when's the last fight? He's, yeah, but Poirier just lost to Gaethje. He beat Chandler. And then before that, he lost Oliveira. So it's like he's not on the best run of his career either, and he's not really looking up. Yeah, but you're comparing that to losing the game, right? And if you look at this too, it's he beat uh, Armin, beat Benil, beat Joaquim Silva, beat Demir Ismagulov, and then lost to Mateusz Gamrot. Yeah, did you notice the word, the key word you kept using in all those? Okay, okay he beat but he beat Demir Ismagulov, who is extremely old, and then he beat. Um, Joaquin Silva too. Like these guys are, they're not on the same level right now. The resumes aren't. No, I agree, I agree with that. But Demir Ismagulov, let's not try to wipe him off like he was nothing, no, dude. He was getting a lot a of hype when he was in the UFC. Yeah, and I mean he was kind of one of those gatekeeper guys where I feel like if you fought him and won, that's that was kind of the first step of being like, oh, this guy actually has a little bit of something. Oh Jesus! Now you fight him and win and mean something, but a minute ago it didn't. No, I mean oh, like Jesus I mean like if you were Christ. nothing, if you were if it was like your first fight in the UFC or you know your first couple fights and you fight Demir Ismagulov, it means a little something, right? He's yeah, it does guy. mean something. I don't disagree with the rankings. He's fourth either. ranked. It doesn't mean he's fourth ranked. I'll give it. That I don't disagree with the rankings either. I think Poirier's a legend, so he cemented a place up there. But I wouldn't be mad either way because I don't, I don't know what Poirier is going to do. He didn't want to fight Benny. He tweeted, I know it was probably a joke, that give him a title shot or he's going to retire. I don't know what he's going to do going forward. So it'll be interesting to see what the Diamond does in the last stint of his career. But Armin Sarukian is here to stay. Co-main event, like you just mentioned, Max, very, very brutal missed stoppage. Well, they called the stoppage, but prolonged stoppage. Jalen Turner beats Bobby Green two minutes, 49 seconds into the first round. Um, Jeff, was this the worst prolonged stoppage you've seen? Yeah, I yeah. yeah, it was the worst one I've seen live. I mean, yeah. other than when Jamal Hill had his fucking arm broken and fucking he was dangling trying to fucking fight back. Wait, I kind of <laughs> have a take. Bad. I kind of have a take here. I I feel like if a fighter's limb is broken but they keep going through like Jamal did, it shouldn't be a stoppage. Is that a weird? Like if you break a guy's it. arm and if he's your like, arm's dangling like that, yeah, it, but you, you but he, I see like it's fighting right. And if he was able to go back in after that and keep it going, I feel like it should. No, he wasn't able to go back in, brother. I know, His arm I know, was broken. I know. I what know. are you saying? Did I'm not saying this it? specific. I'm not saying that specific instance, but Max, I'm saying. What are you smoking on? <laughs> I'm saying, and I'm, I'm not. I'm What's saying. What kind of gladiator battle type shit do you think this is? I'm not saying the exact Jamal hill scenario but i'm saying if he was able to go to his corner and then come back in and just fought with a dislocated arm i feel like they should have kept it yeah going. that's happened you've seen kevin holland fight with yeah, a broken yeah, hand and broken yeah. wrist and shit exactly but that wasn't from a submission i'm saying like you're saying it, you're saying if a fight happens and someone it causes yeah. an injury to another person they should be able to keep fighting 
Yeah, it's sort of like the uh, dude, you're about Joe to Rogan, give me a the Joe Rogan injury in my head, of... dude. My fucking head's hurting. <laughs> Jeff, Joe Rogan uh... theory of no no gloves and no uh, ring or whatever. <laughs> if it's to see who the best fighter is, you should be able to just keep going and going, and no rounds or whatever. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's not. <laughs> I'm and glad if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, Max. I mean, <laughs> thanks. What, wildly interesting take, Max. Uh, I'm glad it's not because it's already pretty violent as it is. So, Jeff, was, Jam- was uh, Jamal – yeah, 100% staying in. Was Jamal Hill worse than this or no? Oh, man. No, because this is like – where you fucking, this is one of them where you fucking hate to say it, hate to put, don't want to put this on Bobby, but this is one of them where you fucking read a fucking storyline down the, down the line and you're like, ah, that, that, that's, that's, that's why. I mean, this is like the Vontez perfect hit on fucking AB. Yeah. 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 110%. Uh, it was actually pretty amazing too. It, it I kind of hate that it got lost because of all the controversy of this fight that Jalen Turner was able to cut that much weight in eight days and still look as good as he did. It kind of got lost because of the stoppage, but Jalen Turner still looked great. Bobby green. This could derail his career towards retirement. If he took Dude, a couple bad licks, you like, damn it, I, I'm really hurt. interested to see like the updates continuing on him the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll see, but Jalen Turner, Recements himself as a legitimate lightweight prospect. He is definitely here to stay contender in this lightweight division. Next fight, one of the more enjoyable ones for me to watch, boys, because I did call this one. I was actually shocked I called this one when me and Jeff recorded. Davison Figueroa defeats Rob Font by decision, hits the judges' scorecard. I don't think that was that shocking, but Figgy looked fucking good at Bantamweight. I was saying to Jeff that, like, I thought there was something that Figgy has that Font doesn't. And Font touched him up a little bit. But I thought from start to finish, you'd clearly tell who the better fighter was in the cage. Do you guys agree or disagree with that? Yeah, no fucking doubt. I mean, like, Figueredo went in there and made it look like he had the fucking fort. And this is, I mean, I hate to say it, but breach does not fucking mean shit if you don't use it. Where was Rob Font's fucking jab? He was barely working behind it. He like Davison seriously made him made him look like he was the bigger fighter. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. Max, which way were you leaning? Where were your feelings after this fight? Um, I yeah, I one hundred percent agree. I thought this was pretty cut and dried. Figueroa's, uh, he's gonna be a little bit of a problem in bantamweight. I think maybe a big problem. And um, yeah, he showed out in this one. I wanted to go back real quick. I took Jalen Turner on so many parlays um, after, or sorry, Bobby Green on so many parlays after watching Jalen Turner's uh, like pre-fight interviews. The interview before the weigh-in. Weigh-in, yeah, post-weigh-in interviews yeah. where he's like saying he does he didn't want to fight, and then he was he like took forever to cut the last pound to make weight. I was like so locked in because I bet on some other picks that we'll get into later, and I was making a good amount of money, doing well. And then I had a couple of long shot parlays that were tied to uh, B- Bobby Green getting the win here. So that one sucked. But yeah, uh, Davison put on quite the performance. I feel bad for Rob Font. I think there's just, you're seeing the this kind of level out, right? Where it seems like every time he gets a step up in competition um, in terms of facing like 
you know, the really elite guys, he kind of falters a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that that both you guys said. And I just think it's just crazy that I unconfidently picked Figgy in, I would say, halfway into the second round. I was like, why did I not put a mortgage on him? Like, he's yeah. clearly been the better fighter throughout his career, whether weight class down or not. And he proved it. The next fight, thank the Lord, gentlemen. Thank the fucking <laughs> Lord. I was dreading this one if he lost. Thank you, Sean Brady. An absolute dominant performance start to finish on Kelvin Gastelum. Not a necessarily fun performance to watch. It wasn't a war by any means like I thought it might have ended up being because it was just so one-sided. Sean yeah, Brady, it was fun enough for me as a Sean Brady fan, brother. <laughs> me, yes, me too. Sean Brady plastered Gel Kelvin Gastelum for two rounds, finished him within two minutes of the third round. Um this was Gaslam's first welterweight fight in, I think, about six or seven years. So he's been fighting a weight class up, and Sean Brady manhandled him like he was a smaller guy. Sean Brady is back on track. I said it to Jeff. I think the Bilal thing could have been a hiccup. I think it just could have been a bad hiccup that happened. I'm not sure what was going on behind the scenes, but I think hey, something... He was he was fighting in fucking Abu Dhabi. enemy territory. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he looked... He lo it, I'm I'm not putting it past that. He was in Abu Dhabi. Anything else. Yeah, something was going on that night that wasn't right. So before I ask you guys what you think about the fight, I just wanted to point out the striking differential was around 70. It looks like officially it was 76. And Brady had five for five takedowns. Gaslam had zero. That's an ass whooping. That's a straight up ass whooping, boys. An ass whooping that Sean Brady really needed. Max, you look like you're itching to say something. What do you think? Well, I just couldn't believe that Brady threw 130 strikes. <laughs> I did not. I, <laughs> yeah. I watched that fight. I, I can't believe they said he threw 130 strikes because this was uh, Sean Brady off, if you know what I'm saying. It was, But a uh, good win. Very dominant. I agree. He needed to get back on track. That Bilal loss was bad um, because I think if he gets that win, we're talking about Sean Brady, you know, potentially doing something crazy. So obviously um, good win for him here. And with – um. Calvin Gaslam, this was kind of a not what I expected. I actually thought Gaslam was going to get this one done going into it because he's kind of reinventing himself and has what I felt like was some momentum. So I'm kind of interested what to see what happens here. I feel like his next fight will be a win, though. It just seems like one of those things. Calvin Gaslam, you're referring to? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where I can hear the the like pre-fight kind of clip beforehand. He's like, I took a hiccup going up or whatever, down or whatever, but I'm here to really make my mark, so... I, I, bet I think the thing with Calvin Gaslam that me and Jeff are both talking about is he has elite fighting skill, but he's never in elite fighting shape, and his gas tank it can be suspect. Yeah. So that kind of weirds me out a lot. Um, Jeff, what'd you think about the Philly boy? Ripping up a fucking can of whoop ass. Nothing much. Nothing fucking more. Nothing less, dude. He fucking went off. Yeah, and what'd you think about him finishing in fashionable, fashionable fashion? I'm going to double it up, fashionable fashion. A fucking Kimura to finish it off? Yeah, Jeez. that was fucking phenomenal. What a fucking way to bounce back. Yeah, he's back. He's right back in this contention. And the thing about Sean Brady is, too, I think he has that dominant wrestling grappling skill set where he can beat some pretty big-name welterweights. Like, I don't think he's going to be anyone to sneeze at now that he's back on track. I'm so happy he's back. Um, I guess we can touch on this one quickly. I don't know if you guys have any big comments. Clay Guida. Joaquin Silva, Joaquin Silva wins, goes to the judge's scorecard. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on the old man? 
fun. It was Why fun is to he watch. not retiring? Yeah, he should retire, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, completely Dude, agree. I, Always has been. I, I don't know if it's fun watching him get fucking battered. I mean, I I thought it should have fucking ended in that first round, not gonna lie. Yeah, I was gonna ask if I couldn't remember Dude, if it was he the got first or second. Fucking shit. Dude, he was getting fucking destroyed. He was yeah. getting pummeled on. <laughs> and they let him go. He's a free win right now. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. And he's a good name to like build your fucking resume up. Um, yeah. Unfortunate to see Guida get another one. Me and Jeff kind of called this one. I don't, I don't think it was a big shock to anyone that he lost. Um, last fight on the main card, we're gonna talk about, it and we'll touch on a few. Punahele Soriano losing to Dustin Stolfus by submission, four minutes into round two. Punahele Soriano has had Ooh. a ugly ugly <laughs> fall from grace from being the hype train the uh, i can't remember exactly where he's from but they, who now hawaii. he's hawaiian <laughs> yeah but what's the city they made like a big deal about where he was uh, from I'll when he was a prospect and uh i just think like i mentioned to jeff i think walua wailua yeah because i don't think he's from like a big area they made a big deal yeah. about that and i like i think they just expected this guy to take off and be a true contender in the middleweight and he's when a you're street losing, fighter yeah, and when you're losing to Stolfoots, who is, I believe, one and four coming into this fight in pretty dominating fashion, yeah, where you stand as a fighter going forward, I don't think is in a good spot. I don't, I don't know if he'll be on the UFC roster much longer. I was gonna say the same thing. Not to mention Stolfoots, uh, he's not like the most high IQ UFC fighter. There's been some questionable. Or the fastest IQ yeah. fucking dude. He's strong. He might be the slowest. His- is a uh, fucking oh fucking Beverly Hills Ninja? Is he still in? Oh the yeah, uh, what's his face? <laughs> no, I don't it's, think so. It's, it's between them cut. two for slowest fighters. Got to be. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, there's uh, heavyweight guys up there too that are. Fighters. Yeah, and I was gonna say, and he kind of made uh like, Punahele kind of made him look like Neo from the Matrix, which is yeah. saying a lot. Yeah, because if you if you're doing MMA math, Abus Magomedov knocked the living shit out of Dustin Stolzfuss and then got the crap knocked out of him by Sean Strickland like pretty quickly, and that just shows you the levels there are and yes. how far away Punaheli is. Um, yeah, he's on a downward trajectory. I just feel like he he seems like it's like if you put like a Hawaiian street fighter into the UFC and just as I kind of feel like that's what happened. Yeah, and I just can't get that fucking bad taste out of my mouth watching that. Um, I mean, I liked watching it, but that abysmal performance against Remy Kopylov that we yeah. talked so much about, like he got whooped bad by Kopylov, really bad, really yeah. fucking bad. And then he, and then the fact that Stolfus had enough timing and speed to time that right, I'm pretty sure it was like halfway through the first round, the way he did, it was like he doesn't do that to really anybody. So, I, yeah, I don't know where Punahele stands as a UFC fighter period right now. Maybe he needs to go to a, another regional promotion and sharpen his iron and then come back. I'm, I'm not really sure, but Stolfoots keeps his spot, Jeff. <laughs> the old Lancaster brother keeps his spot on the roster. Yes, somehow. sir. Oh, Dutch Wonderland. I, I think oh, yeah, we just keeps... got to start picking against him. Yeah, I, yeah, we, I couldn't we agree more. We pick against him. We might see a fucking belt in Lancaster, PA. She's having fucking awesome. That'd be fucking. Well, he's gonna bring it to Germany. He's not going back to Link. He doesn't claim Link. Cause... Yeah, okay. He yeah. doesn't claim it. He always fucking claims Germany. Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay. That motherfucker. He does. Touch German soil. He's just straight. He, he's living. He's, he's training over there now. He's faking the funk. I'm calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> 
He All right, so there's this prelim Germanic part was... Dutch or whatever. Yeah, there's <laughs> three three prelim fights I want to talk about. Um, Cupcake Tate gets a win. That's not really one I want to talk about. That was like a neck crank, so pretty cool yeah. win. Um, Cody Brundage, I'm really, really mad I picked against him because I remember picking picking him – I can't remember who he's fighting, and you guys picked against him, and I was wrong, and yeah. I explained all the ways I thought Brundage was going to win, and he didn't. In all the ways I thought he was going to win the last fight, he won this fight. I mean, he got one of the two slam KOs, which is crazy because I looked it up, and there's only been about one per year for the past, like, 10 years, and there's yeah, two that night. Back to back. Yeah, that's, that's fucking insane. Um, Brundage, same old story of Brundage, though. He's supremely talented offensively, kind of not great defensively. Is he a championship caliber fighter? I don't think so. But is he going to have a lot more exciting fights down the pipe? Yes, 100%. What did you guys think about the first slam knockout of the two? Uh, Drakkar, Close, and Joe Selecki. I was talking about Brundage. Sorry, I, I kind of oh. mixed up. Yeah, I was going first from where I'm looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first, the second one, Brundage versus Zachary Reese was... That one was... like I just was shocked after the first one. And then to come back and see the exact same thing happen again was so shocking. And everyone was freaking out uh, at the house. I was watching it. At, so it was fun. Yeah. Jeff, what'd you think about it? Yeah, that was fucking ridiculous. I mean, not going to lie. I missed this one on first watch because I fucking walked away. Cause I was like, all right, what am I going to miss? Another slam knockout? Sure enough. <laughs> another <laughs> fucking slam knockout. I mean, ew, what the Fuck, I mean, is this the new fucking meta voice? Go fucking the slam to get out the arm bars? Yeah, Yeah, insanity. Um, Yeah, let's talk about our boy Iso Joe. The very unfortunate part, I think, about the the Joe Selecki slam was the way he was able to get in, like, a very favorable position early. Like, watching that fight live, I'm like, money on him. I had money on him, so I I had a good amount of money on him, and I was so, as soon as he, he goes... The fight starts immediately gets takedown. I'm like, me and my roommate are like, oh, that's over. Cash the checks; those are in, and then gets slammed like that, brutally knocked out cold. Dude. That that sucked. And he had that arm bar in, mm. dude. I was yeah. so hyped. I was. I was it's like, impressive. Oh my God, he got it. It's so fucking impressive to me that you can pick someone up like that in an arm bar and not snap your arm just from the weight. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking crazy. Uh, Jakar Close already pretty hyped up prospect. It's another pretty big win against Joe Selecki. Was it shocking you won? No, it was shocking the fashion he won. Unfortunate to see our boy Iso Joe get a loss like that, but yeah. I don't think Joe Selecki's anywhere near out of the UFC, though. No, He's no, still no. pretty tough. Yeah, he'll be good. Um, I want to talk about Rodolfo Bellato. Uh, he knocks out Ihor Potiera. Um, my roommates and I were laughing. We don't think Rodolfo was smart, is smart enough to get knocked out. You know how, like, Ricky from Trailer Park Boys... He was literally his IQ was so low that he was able to survive being like without oxygen in his brain for like five straight minutes. That was Rodolfo, dude, because this guy <laughs> was so fucking goofy the entire time. Just coming in uh, his post fight interview, uh, just the stuff he was saying before the fight. He just looked so goofy and he got punched in the face so many fucking times by Potiera and Potiera just could not put him out. And my roommate and I were dying laughing at that at this fight. It was fucking awesome. Dude, Bellato is a fucking ginormous human being, Huge. too. Like, he is, like, if he was, like, 500 years ago, he would just come in and kill your family. Like, yeah, he if he had die. the means to, with his bare hands, he would just destroy a village of people. Like, that was, like... 
It's sad because the name value will never give it the credit this fight deserves. That yes. like could have potentially been like a fight of the year. That was fight was so fucking funny. awesome. Dude. It was so awesome. He he just was eating punches in the mouth and just kept coming forward. Yeah, fucking amazing fight. Um, that's gonna wrap up the card for us. I do okay. want to bring up one thing. Can we too. can we cover the Wellington and the um Wellington? What's his face? Terman and Jared Gooden fight, and then just touch on the Veronica Hardy. Real quick, Max, Veronica. you don't have to ask. You can just All right. go at it. <laughs> so, first thing, Veronica Hardy was going to be a lock of mine uh, coming into this, and I and obviously we didn't get the other episode recorded with me on it. I bet this one, um, Veronica Hardy just, I think her, I really do think her doing these breakdowns with Dan on the YouTube channel has completely changed. Like while she was off for a while, because um, she was injured, and then she came back and she got that good yeah. win over I forget who. And they were kind of talking about, like, if she lost that fight, she might be out of the UFC. She gets a good win. And then she put on a master class against Jamie Lynn Horth and give, gives Jamie Lynn Horth her first loss. She was coming in at 6-0, and I believe. and um, Or maybe her second loss. I'm not sure. But Jamie Lynn Horth, Horth looked way bigger. Horth. 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 And she looked <laughs> way like bigger and was way skinnier. <laughs> was- she looked way bigger and was way skinnier or longer than... um veronica hardy and i thought veronica hardy put on an absolute master class and i think that she can make a little bit of a run here because it seems like cerebrally she's just above all these other fighters from the breakdowns and then the wellington Terman versus jared gooden match i was kind of cutting out you know counting out jared gooden because wellington was looking really really solid to start out and the way that jared gooden just flipped the tables on him with that one punch i think this was one of the more brutal knockouts because he slammed wellington as well and like hurt his shoulder and then knocked him out. Um, this was fu- that was a fucking brutal fight. Uh, I I just want to say I th- really think you said all that about Veronica Hardy just because she's attractive and not so no. much her fighting prowess because because winning because winning a, winning a split attractive, de- but that was... winning a split decision against Jamie Lynn Horth I don't think is making you a cerebral <laughs> talent. I think you were just <laughs> no, gawking. Dude, I think she. she... <laughs> I think you were gawking. No, I I think that the breakdown she's doing is helping her because she out. Yeah, she I'm out, sure. That was a, Dude, no, because if you watch the fight, the last two rounds, um, Horth kind of figures it out. And it was because uh, Veronica came in with this really good game plan and really threw um, Jamie off for the Jamie Lynn off for the first two, two and a half rounds. And once Horth kind of figured it out and started figuring out how to use her, uh, like her strengths and just because she's a better uh, prospect fighting wise, just with the length and the reach and the strength and the height mm-hmm. and everything. Once she started yeah. using that, she started looking way better, but I thought it was totally the game plan is what got Veronica the win there. Yeah. Okay. That was a whole yeah. lot of bullshit, but it, yeah, was, enough bull- it. it was enough bullshit to make me believe. Cause that was a pretty long spewed out bullshit. If it was, I think it was well thought out too. I thought I've been, I've, it, it was, it definitely was. I gave you all these examples. Yeah, like, and then you like, you, up, nah. like you had to think of an excuse. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's so uh, I wanted to touch on one more thing too before we get off. Uh, please keep tuned because I anticipate this will have to be my first UFC event to go to if it's oh. true. I read on Twitter this morning, March thirty first. Sean Brady said on aerials potentially Atlantic City this year, boys. Holy shit! Yeah, he said that. it might be AC. I think it's a fight night, and I think he said oh. he's gonna. He called out Ian Gary, and he wants to headline oh. it. Will it no, be Ian Gary, Sean Ian Brady? Gary. It won't. Will never be that. They'll never do that on a fight night. But could it be Sean Brady versus someone else, pretty decent in AC? 
Probably. You, you never know. After Ian Gary loses this next fight and then kind of goes on a little bit of skid, maybe he meets against Sean Brady. That's true. I just I don't see them putting two big names on a fight night, but who knows? AC would be a huge fight night if it's not a pay-per-view. I mean, that's yeah, like an ungodly too. big one. That's a fun one. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll keep updates on that. Maybe me and Jeff can score some tickets. Maybe Max, if he wants to make the trip down. He might be a Philly bull by then, Max, so who knows? Might be, yeah. Might be in Philly. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to keep updates on that. Next week, we're going to preview one of my favorite fighters, Song Yadong, taking on Chris Gutierrez. Please stay tuned for that. And yeah, you thanks love for Yadong, don't you? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I do. I do love Mr. Song. All right. All right. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Peace.